you know, everybody's in, everybody's at a different place in their journey and you don't need to feel bad about where you're at in your journey. You don't need to feel shame. You don't need to feel judged. You don't need to feel um, like God's disappointed in you. Uh, Jesus, so good. He's so complete. He, he, he took into consideration everything that was ever going to come into this world. And he factored it all in when he saved us. He factored it all in when he died for our sins. He factored, he factored what's going on in the world today. He's factored in what went on in the world yesterday. He factored in what went on in the world tomorrow. What's going to go on in the world tomorrow. As far as God's concerned, it all already happened. He's already been to the end and the and back to, and everywhere in between. He's the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and omega. He's the first and the last. So God's not surprised of what's happening in the world. God's not surprised at the things that keep coming to the surface in our culture and in our society. He's not surprised at any of those things. Nothing catches him by surprise. He has a plan. He has a purpose. He has an avenue. He has a way. There's always a way of escape from whatever is holding you in bondage. There's always a way out of whatever you're in. There's already there's always a way in of whatever you're out of. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And any preaching that doesn't point to Jesus, any preaching that doesn't lead to Jesus, any preaching that doesn't glorify what Jesus did is really unbiblical preaching because the whole Bible is all about Jesus from Genesis to Revelation. If you guys were, if you joined me on Sunday, this past Sunday when I talked about the beauty of Jesus and went through each book of the Bible, 66 books, and who Jesus is, how Jesus shows up in each of the books of the Bible. Everything written. These are 40 different authors that wrote 66 different books, and yet every one of them has some reference to the Son of God in one form or another. And, what, and when Jesus finally shows up 2,000 years ago and they write the New Testament, he demonstrates and his life proves that he is everything that each book of the Bible said he is. In Genesis, he's the seed that would crush the seed of the serpent, that would crush the serpent's head. And Jesus absolutely crushed the serpent's head when he died on the cross. And we have references to that in, in the New Testament. In Exodus, Jesus is the deliverer. He's the Moses that delivers the people from the bondage of Egypt, the bondage of sin and death. Jesus proves he's the deliverer. And we can just go through the whole the Bible again. And in Leviticus, Jesus shows up as the high priest and not a high priest that holds us to a legalistic bondage to the, to the laws of the old covenant, but a high priest who sympathizes with our weaknesses. And we have a high priest who is touched by our feelings. Hebrews 4, 16 says, verse 15 and 16, he's touched with our feelings. Are you feeling lonely? He's touched by that. And he has an answer for that. Are you feeling angry? He's touched by that. And he has an answer for that. Are you feeling disappointed? He's touched by that. And he has an answer for that. Are you, are you 
discouraged and frustrated that things aren't happening the way you'd like to see them happen. He's touched by that. And see, God's remedy for all that ails mankind, God's remedy for every moment in our life that's a moment of frustration, a moment of fear, a moment of maybe longer than a moment, maybe way more than a moment, a, a, a moment, an hour, a week, a month, a decade. And you're like, God, when are you going to, when are you going to show up? When are you going to fix this in our country? When are you going to fix this in our society? When are you going to fix this in the world? And, and Jesus isn't on our, he's not on our schedule. <laughs> he's, He's not checking your calendar to make sure that he performs on the day that you need him to. He's the God who created time. Time doesn't even fit in God's, time doesn't even fit in heaven because it's eternal. So we got to break out of holding God to some time frame that we feel beholden to, that we feel obligated to, Jesus doesn't have that obligation. He doesn't feel that obligation. Lord, if you would have been here, remember what Martha and Mary said? Lord, if you would have been here four days ago, our brother Lazarus wouldn't have died. Jesus said, hey, I'm the resurrection and the life. Hey, girls. Hey, ladies. Jesus is like, what? I'm the resurrection and the life. If you believe in me, death shall not, death will not reign. Death is defeated. And they said, of course, we know that you're going to raise him in the last day, Jesus. Jesus is like, man, you guys need to understand. Didn't I say to you, believe and you'll see the glory of God? Believe it and you'll eventually see it. He doesn't say, believe it when you see it. He says, believe it before you see it. Believe it because he's promised it. So we have to just take a deep breath. We have to take a deep breath and we have to, we have to um, stay in our lane and trust God to stay, not to stay, but to trust God with what he said he would do and we need to stay in our lane. What is our lane? God says, you do the trusting. I'll do the timing. You guys, he's like, hey, Frank. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Rachel. He's like, hey, Olivia. Hey, Lil Fitness. Hey, uh, My Leaner. Hey, um, Cindy. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your names. You guys got to get easier Instagram names. These are hard. Scandinavia. Um, I probably read that wrong. Lori, there's, there's a easy one. Um, Niger Ame. Wow. God bless you. But Jesus is, <laughs> Jesus is like, Hey, Hey Lee. Hey, Alexandra. He's like, Hey, Shell, you take care of the trusting. I'll take care of the timing. Right? <laughs> Jesus said, you take care of the trusting. I'll take care of the timing. All we need to do is trust. He'll take care of the timing. He makes all things beautiful in his time. A day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. So Lazarus was dead four days and 
Jesus was like, no problem. Lazarus, come forth. He wasn't like, man, sorry I didn't get here yesterday. He wasn't like, man, man, if I would have been here yesterday, I could have done something for you, Lazzy. But you know what? I guess you're stuck because the roads were long. I had to rest my feet. It was just too many people with issues of blood that, you know, touching the hem of my garment. Man, it just all got in my way. I'm sorry, but I'll see you in heaven. No, Jesus is not limited by our thinking. He's not limited by our timelines. He's unlimited. He is the resurrection. He is the life. He didn't just get resurrected. He is the resurrection. He didn't just have life. He is life. So he's saying to each one of us, hey, hey, pheasant or prashant, hey, Nelly, hey, Deborah. He's like, you guys take care of the trusting. I'll take care of the timing. When we swap that and we try to take care of the timing, look, nobody expects, no farmer expects to put seed in the ground and get a harvest the next day. He knows that there's a timing that God created with seeds and with soil and with water and with, and with um, sunlight. Look, there's things that I want to see happen faster than they're happening. There's things in the church. There's things about getting back in church. There's things about what's going on in, in the, with, with the crime in our city. The, 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 there are things that I'd like to see more reconciliation in, in our country than we've had. I'd like to see more unity centered around love rather than politics and having a polit I, I wish the political division that we had in our country would be would be wiped away it's really sad to see the the hate and the anger that is on that is gets involved in politics it's i'd like to see that hurry up and 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 be resolved i'd like to see the mistreatment of anybody of any color black Hispanic, whatever discrimination that has existed in our, in our society. I, I want to see that eradicated now, immediately. But God's waiting on us to do some stuff. God's waiting on us to pray. God's waiting on us to speak and prophesy. God's waiting on us to vote. God's waiting on us to maybe run for office. Maybe some of you that are like, man, we really need to change this. Maybe, um, maybe you, maybe you need to run. I've had, you know, I had a dream 10 years ago or maybe 15 years ago that I was running for U.S. Senate. Um, I don't mind mentioning that dream because it's not one that I believe was from the Lord. I believe it was from the devil. <laughs> you know, with Jesus, he like erases all of our sins with politics people come up with all your sins. They, they bring up all your sins. They bring up all your past. They bring up everything you've ever said. Like, why are we so, hey, how merciful has God been to you? How merciful has God been to you? Pretty merciful, right? Pre pretty darn, right? Pretty darn merciful. 
have mercy on others. Have mercy on America. The only reason we even have the, that we can even have the conversation of what's wrong in America, the only reason we could have the conversation about what's wrong in America is because of all that is right in America. Did you hear me? The only reason that we can even have the conversation about what's wrong in America is because of all that's right in America. So have mercy on a nation like God's had mercy on you. Have mercy on people that have, you know, that don't deserve it. That's what mercy is. I didn't deserve salvation. Jesus had mercy on me. I'm not trying to say to be quiet and don't speak up. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we've got to have the right attitude and the right demeanor. Somebody wrote me on uh, one of my posts and they said, this is so unbiblical. You're such a false prophet. You are a liar. You are twisting the scriptures. You are, you don't deserve a right to speak in public. You are so bad and your preaching is so evil and it's contrary to the Bible. And I wrote back to the guy and I said, man, I'm so sorry that you're so angry. Please be at peace. And he wrote back and said, dang right I'm angry. The Bible says be angry and sin not. So I am letting my anger out on you because you're a liar. You're this, you're that. What's my response? Mercy. Mercy. It's not fight back. It's not, well, let me tell you what a blankety blank you are. Why don't you get your own Facebook page? Why don't you get your own post? Why don't you do, get your own church? Why don't you do more? Why don't you do something for God rather than judging everybody? Yeah, I could have gone there. I was in one of those moods. <laughs> but I didn't. That's right, SG. Peace. Be still. So I said, peace, brother. Peace. Peace. Have mercy. Everybody, have mercy. Have mercy on yourself. Have mercy on others. Have mercy on our nation. Have mercy on, you know, what's going on. Mercy is, is giving someone, it's, it's withholding from somebody the judgment that they do deserve. Now, in the court of law and the judicial system, everybody needs to be held accountable in the judicial system of our country or whatever country you're watching from. But when it comes to how our hearts and our attitudes and our emotions, we need to be merciful. Every miracle that Jesus did in the Bible was rooted in mercy. It's like he said, um, the 10 lepers said, Lord, have mercy on us. And Jesus healed them. Blind Bartimaeus said, Lord, have mercy on me. And Jesus healed the woman that, whose daughter was demon-possessed said, Lord, have mercy on my daughter. And Jesus healed her. And each and every one of our miracles that we've ever experienced in life is because God has been merciful to us. It's, he's been merciful. He has withheld from us the judgment that we deserve. And he has given to us the favor and the grace that we don't deserve. Boy, if that doesn't make you thankful, look, there are any number of things that I'd like to see still happen in my life.
but none of it is going to happen through the energy of negativity, through the energy of ingratitude, through the, through the, look, there are some real things that need to change in my life, in my future, in maybe in my church, maybe in my country, but I gotta, but where, where everything good happens starts with, I believe, it starts with gratitude. I believe it starts with focusing on the good, looking for the good. In any conversation you're having with somebody that gets heated and gets people riled up, look for the good, look for the good, look for the good. There's always something good in whatever we're experiencing. Look for the good, have mercy. Be kind. Kindness is never wrong. Kindness is never wrong. Kindness is never wrong. Now, oftentimes kindness is accompanied with justice, but justice done with kindness is never wrong. Justice done with anger and justice done with violence and justice done with, with, um, manipulation or anger, for lack of a better word, is never right. Justice with a, you see, justice has to be tempered with mercy. Justice has to be tempered with mercy. Kindness is never wrong. It may not be the only ingredient that a certain situation needs, but every situation needs to include kindness. A soft answer turns away wrath, the Bible says. Better is a man who can rule his own spirit than one who captures a city. Well, I really wanted to get to chapter one of this book on loneliness, and the first chapter is your love is better than wine. But um, wine is going to have to do for you for today because... We won't get to this topic until tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, the love of God is good enough. Um, a few more days, I want to make this um, book available for as my gift to you, 30 Days of Blessing. And would you go ahead and go to our website if you'd like to get a copy of this for free. Go to gregorydickow.com slash blessing, and you can get a copy of this downloaded anywhere in the world. And if you want a physical copy, we can send it to you if you're in America. We'll send it to you for free if you'd like to when you, when you go online to that site. If you'd like to make a donation to our um, crisis relief fund, you're welcome to. I invite you to, but you're not required to. Um, James chapter 2, verse 14, and I'll kind of wrap this up with this. James chapter 2, verse 14 says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. We have to let God we have to give God room. Give God time. Give God trust. Listen to me. Give God room. Give God time. Give God trust. And everything will turn out all right. Everything will turn out just right. Give God time, give God trust.
That is giving him room. Leave room for God's judgment, not yours. Mercy, mercy, mercy. You know, some people were like, I wish Jesus would come back. Why is Jesus letting all these bad things happen in the world? Why are bad things happening in the world? Why doesn't Jesus just come and do the rapture thing and do the thousand year millennial reign and do the, you know, throw the devil in the lake of fire that for, for all eternity, for a thousand years? Why doesn't Jesus just do that? And I'm going to tell you why. Because in 2 Peter chapter 3, the Bible says, a day to the Lord is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. And God is patient towards man, not wanting for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. You know, God knows that all are not going to come to repentance, but he wants all to come to repentance. He's a patient God. Why doesn't he just come and fix all this? Why doesn't he just come and, and you know, burn the sinners and burn the haters and burn the violent? Why doesn't he just come and kick butt like the, you know, lion of the tribe of Judah? Because he's patient. He's got all that timed out. Right now he's being patient, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. I wonder how many of our loved ones I wonder how many of our enemies, I wonder how many of our family members, if Jesus came back today, I wonder how many of them would die and go to hell because they never accepted Jesus. They were stubborn. They didn't listen. Maybe God's given them more opportunities. Maybe the reason Jesus hasn't come back yet is because there's so many that he's still given a chance to. There's so many that he's still holding out in hope that more will repent, that more will come into the family of God. God knows what he's doing. Give him time in your life. Give him time in your nation. Give him time in your, in your family. Give him time in your, in your body. Give him, be patient. God is patient. Give God time. Give God trust and you will have great peace and great joy in your life. Let me pray for you guys and then let's tune in tonight. Let's join together tonight for our 7 p.m. Central Time Wednesday night special, okay? You're really gonna love it. Father, thank you for every person watching today. Thank you for your goodness that never stops, your mercy that never stops running after us. Thank you for your patience. Thank you that you work in all things according to your counsel. And we give you, Lord, just say this with me. Say, Lord, I give you, I give you time. I give you trust. I trust you and I'm counting on you. You got all the time you need, Lord, and you got all the trust that you're asking for from me. In Jesus' name. Give him time, give him trust, and he'll make all things beautiful in his time.